two days of Houston Rockets training camp in the books. And here to share his thoughts with us is Kelly Eco of The Athletic. Kelly, give me your immediate takeaway right now before we dive into all this in a second. I think when you have a young team like the Rockets, you have guys trying to establish themselves in camp. And the reason why the first two days have been really competitive is because guys are trying to get themselves into tiers in the roster and the rotation, trying to impress Coach Sauce, trying to impress the coaching staff, trying to see where they fit in. Obviously, there's going to be a hierarchy with, you know, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, but after that, you know, it's up for grabs. So I think this week in Galveston is going to be key for seeing where the chips fall. We're going to dive into the takeaways from the first couple of days of training camp and all of that and more coming up right here at Locked On Rockets. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. Now joining us to break down the first couple days of Rockets training camp, as well as some preliminary media day thoughts all that good stuff is the Rockets beat writer for the athletic Houston one Kelly Eco what's up Kelly how you doing going good man finally got to do this thanks for having me all locked on man try to get this for a while Absolutely, man. Hey, man. Well, look, at the end of the day, look, I know you stay busy. I stay busy, right? It's sometimes really hard to coordinate schedules, but I'm glad we finally got you on the show. And this is a great time to have you on the show because there's so much going on with the organization, so many different things that we can talk about. And the the you know place we got to dive straight in here first is Rockets have just knocked out, you know, the first couple days of training camp. And we, we've seen little little glimpses, little videos of what's going on kind of behind the scenes. And I want to get some of your preliminary takeaways from training camp. And I guess where I really want to start with, and this kind of builds off of what happened on media day, because I really think on media day, I think Kevin Porter Jr. kind of stole the show. You know, he was so open, so honest about what this organization means to him. Right. So how are you, you know, what, what have you seen out of him? What have you heard out of him <clears> through <throat> these first couple of days of training camp? I think the biggest thing for Kevin Porter that you've seen, if, especially if you go back to his Cleveland days, is growth. Um, he seems more mature, more poised, um, very thoughtful in his answers. When he, when he was asked about, you know, kind of what he's been going through this offseason, trying to learn the point guard role, he talked about him having played point guard in high school and, and, and in college and in the G League. And that was the whole plan coming into the season. You know, that was the whole reason why he was sent down to the G League was to, to learn the point guard role, playing the Viper system, which is a similar uh, to the Rockets. And now having that experience, being able to play alongside of Jalen Green and kind of put the offense and put the stamp on the offense, that's the biggest thing for him. He spoke about, you know, John Lucas and Stephen Siles being that open-door policy that the Rockets have, just talking about everything, you know, because he, he said on, on media day, sometimes he doesn't want to think about basketball at all. And as a human being, you know, your job is your job, but sometimes you want to get away from work and, and just – be a human being and enjoy life. And that's the good thing about him being in Houston with those guys is 
being able to connect and relate with those guys on different levels. Now, when it comes to learning the system and going through camp, and you know, obviously that will come. There'll be ups and downs. Even from last season, there were ups and downs on his play. But he can be some that that can be the point guard of the future. He just needs the, the right grooming, the right tools, and the right pieces around him. How important do you think that relationship is between him and Coach John Lucas and, and where he's come, you know, from where he came right. from with the situation in Cleveland to then being in Houston and kind of getting groomed to the point that he's at right now? How important do you think that relationship is? I think it's underrated how important it is because John Lucas is somebody, and I've said this before, he's been through every kind of situation possible in this league. So there's nothing that surprises him. And when Kevin was basically assigned to John Lucas, you know, it was another project and someone that you need to stay close to, give him comfort, give him nourishment and love. He's a young guy. He's only, he's not even 22 yet. And he's been through so much already in his life. So I think for, the biggest thing for John Lucas was kind of being there as, as a presence and, and a sense of peace. And, and one thing Kevin Porter has said that the Rockets have given him is, is peace and understanding. You know, there are guys that will judge you for your past and, you know, kind of treat you a certain way, but, the Rockets weren't a, a team that did that. They just wanted to bring him in. They knew his potential and talent, and they knew what it could be. So him being around those guys like John Lucas, someone that's going to be on you, is going to give you a headache, but he's doing it for the right reasons is, is a good thing to have. I think one of the most important things that we found out uh, through these first two days of training camp is that KPJ believes himself. He came out and said, I'm 6'6", right? And it was like, <laughs> he's been listed at 6'4 for a minute. And we all knew, you know, him right. standing there at Summer League, right? There's the picture of him dapping up Jalen Green. And they were both pretty pretty much the exact same height. And then he also follows up saying, you know, I'm 6'9 six, six, with the hair, which, yeah. you know, had to have been a, a nice little funny moment for you guys. Yeah, because, you know, I... I wasn't aware of the whole controversy at first, but I mean, it makes sense. People thought he was 6'3", 6'4", but he's actually pretty big. And he said that if he stands next to Gup or, or Green, he's taller than those guys. <laughs> I've just seen them stand short and short, so is that, I, I can't, can't confirm that. But if he says it, he says it. So, you know, the Rockets have a pretty sizable backcourt. If, if you have Jalen Green, who's 6'5 and a half, and you have Porter, who's 6'6", six, six, they are lanky, but there's some size there. So they're all a lot of tools to work with but it was a good moment for him it's kind of good to see him getting loose and you know going with the fun because it's, it's a fun job you know playing the league being around those guys competing at the highest level it, it can be fun so uh, it's good to see him you know in good spirits now, we did find out that Alperin Shingun, you know, has missed out, unfortunately, on the first couple of days of training camp uh, due to a non-COVID-related illness, but the Rockets kind of keeping him up to speed, sending him videos and everything of the, the concepts right. that they're working on. But of the of the Rockets that we didn't get to hear from uh, at Media Day, you know, who have, who have you heard from? That, right, uh, Josh Christopher spoke a little right. bit. Um, and who, who else have you seen or had a chance to catch up with that you didn't get to hear from or that we didn't get to hear from on Media Day? Uh, I think... Did Kenyon speak at the media day? I'm not sure. I know Josh spoke today, and that was great. Um, I think, yeah, Josh and uh, Armani. But the biggest thing for Josh was, you know, everyone knows, you know, the summer league and how he was intense on defense and getting after defensively. But coming to uh, the Rockets team, playing with those other guys is a bit different. You know, you have to be able to do different roles, be a playmaker, play off the ball. Uh, be able to switch, be able to speak and communicate. And he's learning that. He said that th it's been a big adjustment going to the speed of the Rockets because Steven Sox wants to play very fast. He stressed that every day to those guys. They want to be probably number one in pace this season. Um, but at the same time, they want to play under control. 
and you know having a young roster there are times where it can't get messy you know when you have guys that want to play non-stop there are going to be mistakes but you have to find that healthy balance between playing fast and playing slow playing under control so for josh christopher just getting up to speed and, and expressing himself on the court if the ball's in his hands or not has been the biggest thing for him so far you're talking about some of the roles, and I, I want to focus in on a few guys, uh, you know, elsewhere on the roster: Eric Gordon, Dante Exum, and DJ Augustine. You want to talk about their roles and what you think their contributions to this team are going to look like? But before we get to that, I do want to also dive into a debate that's been kind of, you know, prevalent in in the Rockets fandom space. Rockets Twitter is, you know, who should be the fifth starter for this team? We're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week, and it made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. Whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Pick has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play Play fantasy football if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work. You're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start your league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. And another message from our friends over at Sweatblock because look, sweating it can be uncomfortable. It can be you know embarrassing a little bit, right? Like unless you're at the gym getting a good workout sweat in, sure that's one thing. But if you're running errands, going about your day, doing whatever, you don't want to feel sweaty, right? You don't have to want to worry about what outfit you're going to wear and all this stuff. So get rid of the get rid of that worry. Check out Sweatblock. It's doctor created, doctor recommended. Works for up to seven days per application, and they have a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You basically just put it on at night before you go to bed, then wake up the next morning, go about your day, shower, put your makeup on, get ready for work, all that good stuff. And it, that's it. That's all you got to do. And you will be able to go through do, go through your day 100% dry, 100% dry shirt, guarantee all that good stuff. You will not have that uncomfortable feeling you know, under your arms, through your shirt, worrying about sweating through your clothes, any of that, right? So if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using promo code LOCKEDON. Also available at Amazon and CVS. So again, use promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com for 20% off. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Continue our conversation with the athletic beat writer for your Houston Rockets, Kelly Eco. Now, Kelly, you highlighted this recently, but it feels like we pretty much have a de facto starting four for the Houston Rockets, right? And this is kind of the starting four that I've had in mind for a while as well. Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green is clearly your backcourt now that John Wall's opted to sit out. And the way that Daniel Tice was kind of speaking at media day, talking about being a defensive anchor for this team, he's probably going to be the starting four or the starting big alongside Christian Wood. You can, that's a whole nother argument, which one's the four, which one's the five. And we're not going to get into that right now. But the question that I have for you is where is your head at as far as who should be that starting small forward? And there's pros and cons to a lot of the guys on this roster. And we're going to hash some of that out right now. So, you know, day one of camp, you know, they wanted to kind of put the early groundwork to see, you know, how the team's going to shake out. And Eric Gordon and Jason Tate were part of the first team. Today, um, Daniel House was part of the first team as well. Eric Gordon was part of the second team. Um, him and Tate kind of toggled in and out uh, of that starter spot. Right now, um, the way I understand it, Tate 
should be the starter right now, and House probably prefers to come off the bench anyway. Um, just being able to run the second unit with Eric Gordon is going to be beneficial to him, you know, getting his touches and being able to play, make, impact the game while you're staggering, uh, you know, Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Um, but right now, I think Tate should be the starter. Um, he has, the, if you look at the body of work from last season, he has that advantage being able to play under Steven Silas and impressing them because he, he was there for all 80-odd 80, 80 games and, and he ended the year all rookie honors. You know, he, he had a really good rookie season and he showcased his ability to, to defend one through five. He could handle the ball some. His shot's still coming along, but if he can get that shot to 35%, you know, it, it's it's not a net, it's not a, a minus anymore on the court. So, I think as it stands right now, I think Tate should be seen as the fifth starter, and then you have Gordon House uh, off the bench providing that scoring and ball handling and, play, and defending as well. So, right now, it, it's going to be you know a couple of days to figure it out because the first game isn't until what the fourth. But right now, the Rockets are going through a phase where they're trying to see how the starters go against the, the, the second unit. And they were looking at Gordon, House, and Tate. But today, it was uh, House and Tate, man, that fifth spot. You know, I, I think one of the biggest, uh, I guess, arguments for House over Jay Sean Tate in that potential starting spot that I've seen a lot of is because House is a bit more of a consistent outside shooter as well right. as his ability to be able to create right. off the bounce. Right. Uh, and then the argument in favor of Jay Sean Tate being off the bench is utilizing him a bit more as, as a playmaker off the bench and kind of maybe right. potentially being able to run a bit of that second unit. Um, do you, So do you kind of see it from that standpoint as well and, and why so, that would make a little so bit more sense? So today, when whenever, whenever House was in the game, um, and Tate came in, they played together and Ty set. So they wanted to see kind of how that how that will go if they go small, if they want to go a bit faster. But um, yeah, what you said makes sense. Like Tate is able to handle the ball as a post playmaker. He he's he's a bit quicker, um, and you know. You won't go double big the whole game. You're not going to play Tyson Wood together the whole game. You're going to have to mix it up, provide different coverages and stuff like that. And House, Gordon, and Tate is kind of like picking starting Pokemon. You know, you have your, your weaknesses and strengths for all of them. But I like how it is now. If, if, if it ends up being Green, Porter, Tate, Wood, Tyson, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good starting lineup. And then you still have your firepower off the bench uh, in Gordon and House. But um yeah house house is of course a better shooter um he's a, a bit bigger um and, and his defense is just as good um, as takes which is actually the one of the biggest underrating parts of the season um house is because he took a step back offensively because of the injuries and stuff but he actually played better defense than he ever had in his previous stops um so right now i think um the benefits of having tate it's, what, it's like everything you said, you know, playmaking, stuff like that. And it's a good problem to have, honestly. If you go back to this time last year, they were just looking for guys that had a pulse to play. So now, you know, you, you kind of have a good thing to deal with. Yeah, and, and, and on top of all this, right, a, a guy that 
Uh, we're going to spend a second talking about here in, in our final segment, but Eric Gordon, right? Somebody right. who you've referred to or, you know, the, using the Mike D'Antonism, right, as a, a sixth starter. Right. Um, he's a guy that I think is going to play a really big role with this right. team moving forward, especially with you've got such a youthful backcourt with KPJ, Jalen Green. Right. Um, I'm kind of envisioning Eric Gordon closing you know, a, a lot right. this season. Do you think that's a stretch or do you think they're like, do you think Silas is going to have points where he's just like, no, <clears throat> he wants the young guys to have a chance to go out there and kind of sink or swim. Or do you think he's going to have Eric Gordon out there as kind of like the safety net in that closing lineup? Yeah. I, I think Gordon will close a lot of games. Um, I think they'll close games going small, honestly, because I know Steven Silas loves small ball. Um, it's interesting to see what kind of combinations they go with going small. I, I could see, them going Porter Green, Gordon House, and Wood, honestly, or, or if you want, but you know, so they have options. Um, so I think the biggest thing for 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 him, for him is just trying to see what fits where. And I think the good thing about camp, having a week of camp and more, is you can try everything. Steven Silas said he's been switching up lineups, seeing combinations that work, putting them through different drills and stuff like that. Because you want to put everything. This is this is where you put the ground for the season. These are young guys having to learn NBA concepts, having to learn NBA defenses. That's very tricky. So you got to take it uh, day by day. But I think so far, I think they've done some good work. Now we'll see come first preseason game, you know, how much work they've actually been doing because the conditioning is not it's not up to up to snuff yet for what they want to do. But everything else, you know, will, will come with time. You know, it's got to be nice too for Steven Silas to actually have a group of guys that all want to be here this time, right. this time this year, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was, that was nuts! That was nuts. I, 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 I had to highlight it. I had to get the joke in there. It had to be done. Uh, all right, Kelly, coming up, I want to dive into the thoughts. You know, continued on Eric Gordon, Dante Exum, and DJ Augustine, their roles and the expectations for them this season. We're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless and sometimes, let's let's face it, intimidating questioning you know that you're going to deal with when you go in person to the store? It's like, oh, what's your car? What's the make? What's the model? What's the specification? What's this? this, this, this? All that, right? And then you got to wait for this person to check you know check their computer and their scan of the warehouse to see if there's even those parts in stock. And then they're going to come back and tell you that they don't actually even have them, right? Visit RockAuto.com because. Their catalog is so easy to navigate. You're going to be able to quickly find the brands and specifications that you need for your car or truck. And the prices are always competitive, right? You're going to, why would you want to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same part? So just visit rockauto.com. Check out their website. So easy to find everything that you need. And here's the important part. When you go to check out, when you hit the little shopping cart icon, be sure to write locked on in there. How'd you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. And another message from our friends over at betonline.ag because we are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. They've also got you covered for baseball, basketball, UFC, MMA, hockey, just everything you can imagine over at BetOnline. So with a new updated site and interface, they've got more odds, props, and contests, everything that you can imagine over at BetOnline. So head over to their website and use promo code NFL100 or locked on to receive a 100% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's double your initial deposit just for signing up using promo code NFL100 or locked on. They've got you for football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Rounding third, headed to home. Kelly, let's let's start with of these three guys that I want to get your thoughts on. Let's just start with Eric Gordon, kind of because we we already talked about him a little bit in segment two. But just you know, do you think there's a possibility that he has more of a a long term fit with this team than others would think, or do you think you know if if an opportunity arises for the Rockets to get Eric Gordon to a more winning situation, that's the route that the organization's probably going to go. Yeah, I mean, they want him around. They, they have a lot of love for Eric Gordon. That's what I understand. And, and Eric Gordon has a lot of love for Houston. You know, they, 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 they raised his career. They, they got him six man of the year. They, he saw a lot of success with the playoffs and almost getting to the finals. This has been a good place for him. He, in the perfect world, he would have retired as a Rocket. You know, but the way the NBA goes, it's a business. And having seen what John Wall is going through, you know, it's not a bad thing, you know, to – Two parties that go in different directions, and it's it's an amicable split with John Wall and Houston. Now, Eric Gordon is a bit different because the money is like what forty million less, and the third season is non guaranteed as well. So, you're really looking at a two thirty six year contract for someone that if it can stay healthy, can give you 18, 20 points a game. You know, thirty six percent shooting from three, two way player handling the ball. That's good value right there. So, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he's on the team. You know, for a good part of the season. But then again, if someone comes calling or on the deadline, I don't see why the Rockets would say no. Because like John Wall, you do want to get those other guys minutes. You still want to get Christopher in there. You want to get Kenya Martin Jr. in there. You want to get uh, Armani Brooks in there, those guys' minutes. And, and while Gordon is a great player, he does take up a lot of minutes in rotation. You know, he expects to play 30-plus minutes a game. So it really comes down to what the market is for him right now. And there have been teams that have been sniffing around in the past, obviously, um, just because of a skill set and contenders have been itching to get that on their roster. But uh, it's going to be a process like John Wall's. And with those two, you're talking about Eric Gordon and the, the amount of minutes that he's going to absorb. And that's why I picked these three guys specifically, right. because I think the Rockets don't, I, I mean, one, they had, they had a glut of guards with John Wall in the fray. And then thankfully Wall just tipped his cap and said, you know what, I'm just going to sit over here on the sidelines and be right. the highest paid, you know, assistant coach in NBA history. Um, so obviously a bulk of the guard minutes are going to go to KPJ, Jalen Green and yeah. Eric Gordon. Um, and then you've got kind of the other question marks on the roster, right? You've got Josh Christopher, you've got Dante X, and you've got DJ Augustine. So right. of those, of two of those three names, I don't want to get into Christopher quite just yet today um, right. because I, I, I kind of think, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, he's probably going to be a guy that's going to see a, a decent bit of time at the G League level, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's a good get. Uh, it's a good shot. That was a, that was the plan, obviously before you know on draft night, um, just to get him some minutes and stuff like that. Um, but you know, who knows? He might impress in camp and stay up longer. But I still think he would benefit from a G League stint, just getting games, minutes. You know, guys want to play. You know, and if you're playing in a, a system that's similar to Houston's, you can't do much worse than that. So I think it'd be good for him. But going back to your original question with DJ Augustine and. Augustine has been playing really well. Um, everyone knows his story. He's been always been seen as a guy that's going to lead your second unit, but he's also a leader. He's also a veteran. He's also a guy that's has a high IQ and can teach those younger guys. Can teach Porter. Can teach Green. You know, it, it's, it's honestly to me, it's better to have him teach than 
you know, someone like John Wardy has to put up the door. You know, I think DJ, having been on the roster and still wanting to play, you know, it, it can be extremely beneficial. Exum, it's a bit different because he hasn't played. This is this has been the most he's practiced with the team since he's joined the team. Was the, was the decision was the decision to bring Exum back a shock to you? Were you surprised by that? Yeah, I was. I was. But at the same time, I understand that because the Rockets kind of want to see what they could get from him. And he had a pretty good uh, Olympic showing. So if he's somebody that, you know, injuries happen, you want a guy that's still athletic, lengthy, can still run the floor, can still run an NBA offense. It's good to have on the roster. You can do much worse than that. So I do understand why they ultimately brought him back, but it kind of surprised me at first, given you know, the injuries and stuff like that and where the team was going. I definitely, I mean, all last season, right? We it felt like we never saw Dante Exum. It felt like he didn't exist. I thought the Rockets were just going to kind of weakened at Bernie's him out onto the sidelines <laughs> to start the season after the announcement of the yeah. the, uh, the contract situation. But, but between those two, is there a clear like pecking order? Do you have like DJ Augustine ahead yeah. of Exum in the depth yeah. chart for, for sure? For sure, for sure. Um, DJ is going to play this season. You think it is going to be something you think it's going to be a kind of like a just in my eyes, I'm envisioning, you know, a role for DJ Augustine kind of being like just that those like spot backup point guard minutes. Like I'm thinking like six, seven minutes, a half, basically when Kevin Porter Jr. sits, because those are really your only two de facto like point guards on the roster. And even some might look at KPJ and say, oh, well, is he really a point guard? And I would direct those people to the tweet that he said, I am a point guard. So um, but realistically, those are your two primary whatever you want to call them lead guard primary facilitator primary right. playmaker those are the only two guys on the roster that have that skill set right so from that perspective alone i think that's why you'll see a lot of dj augustine because they do need somebody who knows what he's doing who's been there done that it can can kind of stabilize the ship at times because you know going back to those chris paul years those were the times where the rockets either extended leads or or, or came you know came back in games when when you staggered james and chris you had chris on the floor with the second unit you know, in the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second, that's how you get back in those games. So, Augustine, have, having him out there is going to be extremely crucial, being an extension of Steven Thompson on the floor and just being able to, to kind of control the young guys on the floor. We're going to run NBA offense. What are you most looking forward to, Kelly, as we're, you know, going through these these next few days right. of Rockets training camp in Gallison? What are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing how Green and Porter play off each other. That's, that's your backward of the future. Two guys that can handle the ball, can can score, can create for others. Um, but that's going to be the next Rockets backcourt for hopefully that they see for the next seven, eight years. So being able to see those guys grow together is what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, obviously, another close second is seeing how they adjust from last season, you know, defensively. You know, they, they played a lot of drop coverage last season. Tyus is more of a switcher. Wood wants to switch. He doesn't want to play drop at all. Um, they want to be able to switch because it's, it's it's like a pride thing. I was talking to Tyus today. Uh, it's more of a pride thing. Christian Woods has been very prideful on his defense. He wants he wants to earn the respect from the coach staff for being able to guard those guys in the wing on the perimeter and stuff like that. So I don't think they they like dropping as much as as they did last season. So even in camp today, they've been doing a lot of switching, a lot of a lot more traditional uh, coverages for defense. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's going to be exciting to see once we actually get a chance to see it in the Rockets' first preseason game right around the corner. Kelly, right. always a pleasure to be able to you know talk with you, to be able to yes, chat sir. basketball hoops. I'm glad to finally have been able to get you on the show. Yes, our, our schedules finally coalesced. Um, go ahead and let everybody know what you got cooking up for us over at The Athletic. 
I got a lot of shit cut off. Sorry, I can't cuss. You can, you can cuss on this podcast. It's not. It's not like it's okay. It's PG thirteen here. I don't uh, do it that I often. But... I got um, a Tice exclusive coming. I got a Tate exclusive coming. I got a big, big profile. And damn, I'm working on that for like four months on it. Um, but damn, house it was real introspective. Um, obviously, some more stuff from camp. Um, but just keep just keep an eye out. You know, subscribe to the athletic. We got a fifty percent off sale right now. If you didn't cover for me, that's the best coverage out there. Not even me. Like we got NBA, you know, the best riders out in the country. So um, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So just keep up. Show me, yeah. show me a message if you want to talk hoops. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. You know, and and I got to say, Kelly, congratulations to you for getting your extension with the athletic. You know, it. I, it's always pl- a pleasure to be able to see what you're writing. You know, I've Appreciate I've it. said it time and time before, but when I get to crack open a, a, an article by Kelly Eco, I know it's going to be a banger. Absolutely, Appreciate every it. single time. That means time. a lot, brother. That means a lot. Hey, and you're and you're a natural at this. I'm like, I've, I've doing a thing out here, man. It's good to see. <laughs> I appreciate you, my guy. As always, a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by the show. We really appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Peace out. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.